Chapter Eleven of the Diamond Pin by Carolyn Wells. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Eleven. Gone again. The murder mystery is bad enough," said Hughes. "But this disappearance of Miss Clyde is also alarming. There is deep deviltry going on, and since Winston Bannard is in custody, it can't be assumed that he had any hand in the matter. Unless Iris is doing something for Win," suggested Miss Darrell they may be working in collusion began hughes but mr chapin interrupted don't use such an expression working in collusion implies wrong-doing if those two or either of them should be hunting the hidden jewels they have a perfect right to do so the jewels belong to them if they can find them iris clyde isn't on any jewel hunt declared hughes when at that very moment in at the door came iris herself her hair was decidedly tumbled and her pretty lingerie waist was rumpled but otherwise she looked trim and tidy but angry her eyes blazed as she cried oh i am so glad you men are here i've had such an experience mr hughes you must look up the people who kidnapped me kidnapped me in broad daylight at my own side door it seems to me as incredible as it must seem to you there there said lucile trying to calm the excited girl have you had your dinner no and i don't want any listen everybody while i tell you about it they listened breathlessly and absorbedly while iris told every detail of her adventure and then she wound up after flossie had searched me as thoroughly as a police matron might have done she allowed me to put on my things again and we came back just as we went i mean i was put into the car with her it was a little coupe affair you know and the same man drove it we had the shades up part of the time but as we made a turn she pulled them down and as we neared this house she put the shawl over my head again it was a nice white woolly shawl and smelt faintly of violet well when we got to the bend of the road below here they asked me to get out and walk the rest of the way i did so gladly enough i was so relieved to see the house again that i just ran to it they scooted of course and that's all now mr hughes catch em not so easy miss clyde the thing was carefully planned and carried out with equal care did they get the pin they did not now mr hughes mr chapin that pin must have some value what can it be to say it's a lucky pin is silly i think but what else could be its value said chapin wonderingly let me see it i won't let anybody see it unless we draw the blinds and lock the doors said iris decidedly i tell you there is some value to this pin could it be made of radium or something like that let's see it demanded hughes all right i will and iris locked the doors herself and drew down the window shades then turning on an electric light she turned up the hem of her white serge skirt and began feeling for the pin and she found it though the point had come through the material but the head held it in and iris easily extricated it there she said holding it up that is the valuable pin aunt ursula bequeathed to me what do you make of it hughes took it first and looked at it curiously just a common ordinary pin he said no radium about that did you ever see any radium asked iris no but i've seen common pins all my life and that's one of course it is and lucille darrell's positive statement rather settled the matter 
Mr. Chapin looked at it, but could see nothing unusual about it. It was not bright like a new pin, yet it was not yellowed with age. It was merely a pin, and nothing more could be made of it. It's a blind, said Hughes with conviction. Those people, whoever they may be, pretend they're after this pin, but really they think you have a real diamond pin left you by your aunt, and they're after that. That might be, agreed Chapin. Did the search indicate anything of the sort, Iris? I can't say. If so, at least, that girl made a big bluff of hunting an ordinary pin. I tried to fool her. I had put a pin of hers in the frill of my blouse, and I kept looking toward it, but furtively, as if eluding her attention. She caught on, and she examined that frill in every plate. She found the pin I had put there, of course, and she took special care of it, though pretending it was of no particular importance. I put one as if hidden in my petticoat ruffle, too, and she fairly pounced on that, but she gave me a glance to see if I noticed her satisfaction. Oh, we played our parts, and it was diamond-cut diamond, I can tell you. I couldn't help liking her. She's really a nice girl, and she must have been made or hired to do what she did. She made me take down my hair, and she brushed it herself, in hope of finding a pin in it. And I did think of hiding it there at first, but I thought it safer where I put it. You see, it couldn't lose out, and there was little likelihood of her thinking to feel in the hem of my skirt. Very well done. You're a heroine, Miss Clyde, indeed you are. But I fear the end is not yet. When they find they haven't the right pin. How can they possibly know? exclaimed Miss Darrell. How can they tell that they haven't? They must be able to tell because they were not satisfied with the pins Mr. Pollock took from here. Pollock, cried Iris. It wasn't Pollock who ran that car today. No, but it's his affair. He sent the little car for you. How did he know I'd be out there and with the pin in my possession? He's been on the watch all day, likely. Oh, you don't know the cleverness of a really clever villain. But give me an idea which way you went. I have no idea. You see, all the time the shades were up, the shawl was over my head, and when she took the shawl off, I couldn't see out at all. You've no notion what road you travelled. Not a bit, after we left this place. I think they made unnecessary turns, for the car turned round often. You see what clever rascals we have to deal with, grumbled Hughes. And you recognized no landmarks? Not one. What was the house like? Fairly nice, old-fashioned, but not antique at all. Decent furnishings, but no taste, and nothing of real value. Commonplace all through the hardest kind of a house to trace yes there was nothing distinctive at all no people in it not that i know of i heard no sound flossie took me into a little sitting-room to undress not a bedroom everything was clean but ordinary of course i'd know the room if i saw it again but i've no glimmering of an idea where it was strangest case i ever heard of mused mr chapin i think the pin has some especial value Maybe it is of gold inside. Nonsense, said Lucille scornfully. That amount of gold wouldn't be worth anything. I'm inclined to the radium theory, though I don't know a thing about the stuff. Well, I'm going to hide this pin right now, said Iris, and I want you all to see where I put it. I'm afraid to put it in the bank or in Mr. Chapin's safe, for those people would get it somehow. But here are only Mr. Chapin and Mr. Hughes and Miss Darrell and myself. We are all trustworthy, and I'll hide it. 
then i shall devote my life to the solving of the mystery of the pin and aunt ursula's death for i think they are very closely connected i believe you cried hughes and i agree that the best place to hide the thing is in this house where now in auntie's room said iris solemnly and she led the way to ursula pell's sitting-room this place is barred and we can lock the door to the other room and keep it locked see i shall put it in this big easy-chair that auntie loved to sit in i'll tuck it well down in between the back and the seat upholstery and no one can find it then if we ever discover wherein its value lies we know where the pin is and can get it i suppose that's all right said mr chapin a little dubiously but in a safe no miss clyde's idea is best asserted hughes how cleverly she hid the thing in her skirt hem didn't she let her alone for the right dope about this as she says we foreknow where it is and that's all that's necessary i believe the people who want this pin will stick at nothing and if it's in an ordinary safe they'll get it but what could they want of it repeated lucile plaintively just as a surmise what could they want of it i'll tell you cried iris with a flash of inspiration it's a clue or a key to where the jewels are hidden oh it must be that's why they want it clue how said lucile in bewilderment i don't know but say the pin is the length of of i don't know what you're getting at said chapin but all pins are the same length what cried hughes indeed they're not oh well i mean there are only a few lengths the pins that girl took from iris to-day are just the same as this one aren't they about said iris of course pins differ but the ones we use are generally of nearly the same length but i'm sure the length or weight of this pin weight exclaimed hughes suppose a certain weight goldsmith's scales you know would open a delicately adjusted load on a safe you're romancing man and mr chapin smiled but it does seem that the pin must have some significance it would be just like ursula pell to call it a valuable pin when it really was a valuable pin in some such sense as a key to a hiding-place but how repeated lucile i don't see how its weight or length could be a key nor i agreed hughes but i believe it is all the same i've a lot of confidence in miss clyde's intuition or insight or whatever you choose to call it and i believe she's on the right track i confess i can't see how but i do think there may be some connection between this pin and the hidden jewels but what good does it do if we can't find it objected lucile we will find it declaimed iris her eyes shining with strong purpose we must find it and if we do we'll be indebted to these people for putting us on the right track they'll probably turn up again pin-hunting mused mr chapin let em said iris scornfully i'm not afraid of them they're determined lord knows but they're not dangerous they gagged you but not in a ruffianly manner no i am not afraid if miss darrell will let me stay here a while longer i believe i can ferret out stay as long as you like dear child and lucile smiled kindly on her and i'll help you i'm fond of puzzles myself and maybe i can help you more than you'd think now i want to go and see win and tell him all about it iris announced mayn't i i think i can arrange that began hughes but lucile said not now iris you must have some food first 
why you've had no dinner at all and it's after four o'clock i'm not hungry iris insisted but miss darrell carried her off to the dining-room mighty queer mix-up hugh said to the lawyer it is so but i can't think there's any importance to that pin these theories don't hold water i don't know as they do but they've got to be looked into that pin's safe for the present i think safer'n it be in a bank that is unless somebody was looking in the window miss clyde was mighty careful to draw the shades in the other room but she forgot it in here and so did i oh there's nobody to look in the house is so far back from the road and none of the servants are of the prying sort that's all very well but i believe in taking every precaution say mr chapin has it ever struck you that win bannard might be in cahoots with these pin people winston good heavens no what do you mean well nothing in particular but you know i arrested bannard because i thought he killed his aunt and i've had no reason to change my mind how don't say how did he get out just remember that the murderer did get out and we must find him first and then he'll tell us how oh not win bannard then who who else had motive opportunity and well you know his finances are in a bad way no i didn't know it well they are and he told some of his pals in new york on saturday night that he touches aunt for five thousand on sunday how's that did he really he really did and we've more accounts against him too oh winston bannard has a lot to explain but i don't want to talk here these are state secrets but tell me how did you find out so much about bannard by inquiries i got afoot and they panned out pretty good why i've got a witness to prove that he stopped at the red fox inn that sunday just as he said he did but it was on his way up here not on his way back as he declares hughes that's bad bad you bet it is i'm sorry for bannard but i've got to track him down i'll be going now i've a heap to see to tell the ladies good-bye for me the detective went off and lawyer chapin with the privilege of a family friend went into the dining-room where iris was trying to eat all the while excitedly telling lucille further details of the kidnapping affair i'm terribly interested miss darrell was saying and i want you to stay here iris till it's all cleared up and i want to get a big detective up from the city i don't think very much of hughes do you mr chapin not much no but big detectives are very expensive if one can find iris's inheritance she won't mind the cost and if he doesn't succeed then i'll pay for it lucille spoke positively and with a determined shake of her head i've money of my own and i'll pay if he doesn't find the jewels and if he does iris can reward me eh girlie of course i will oh lucille do you mean it i'm so glad you know win isn't guilty i know he isn't and a fine detective could find out who is and how he did the murder and then he can find the jewels and everything will be cleared up don't go too fast cautioned chapin even a great detective would find this a hard case i'm sure but if he fails miss darrell will pay his fee and if he succeeds i will and gladly and i'll give you a big present too she added glancing brightly at lucille now i'm going to see when iris went on pushing back from the table but first let's talk over this detective matter she led the way back to the sitting-room which had become the general rendezvous for discussions 
she looked around the room thoughtfully if we have a detective she said he'll ask first of all if anything has been touched the place hasn't been much disturbed has it very little agreed lucile and we can be careful that nothing else is touched and i'm going to pick up and put away anything that can be considered a clue iris took up the old pocket-book as she spoke we've all looked on this as no account because the contents are missing perhaps the detective will be interested in the empty pocket-book then there's the new york paper suggested lucile iris winced they think that implicates win she said slowly but i don't so i'm going to take that too the cigarette stub mr hughes took away with him but everybody smokes that brand now what else the cheque-book said chapin gravely be careful iris everything does seem to point to win you know it seems to yes but does it you know yourself mr chapin anybody might have a new york sunday paper oh well i'm going ahead because i know win is innocent and these seeming clues may help to find the real villain good stuff you are iris declared the lawyer looking at her admiringly go in and win win for win and iris smiled brightly are you in love with him cried lucile who had not thought of such a thing yes said iris simply now mr chapin are you going to help me certainly i am if i can how well first of all i've changed my mind about that pin i don't think i'll leave it where it is i did think it wise but it seems to me that any one searching thoroughly desperately would look in the chair cushions and so i think i'll ask you to put it in your safe but don't tell mr hughes we've changed its hiding-place very well iris the pin is certainly yours and if you give it to me for safe-keeping i'll do my best to protect it and don't tell mr hughes for he's liable to want to see what it's made of i'll give it to you now draw the shades first don't fail to use every precaution that's right i'll switch on a light why do you have this table light on this long cord it was put in lately and it was less trouble to do it that way now i'll get the pin it does seem ridiculous to make such a fuss over a pin here's a little box said mr chapin taking an empty one from the desk we can put it in this why where is it said iris looking blank i stuck it right in this corner but the pin was gone search as they would in the soft cushions there was no pin there nor had it sunk through the upholstery material the closely woven brocade would not permit of that they faced the astounding fact the pin was gone End of chapter 11